everybody. Welcome back into a brand new episode of Dimming the Gaslight. My name is Mac, and thanks for coming in for the newest episode. So uh, before I get into this week's episode, I wanted to thank Lauren for last week's uh, episode. We did an episode about her for- former mother-in-law, who was very toxic, very narcissistic, and uh, you know had a lot of talk about like cancer scares and weird gift giving and stuff. And it was just an episode that I really, really related to. So Thank you so much for doing that episode with me, Lauren. I, I thought that was really fun, and uh, I got a good reaction from that. Um, now, this week's episode, uh, pretty pretty cool in the history of, I guess, the timeline of this podcast, a pretty big moment. Um, you may or may not have seen from Instagram, uh, I made a post that I am officially divorced. Um, a few weeks back, I did a episode with my former lawyer, Brittany, and I also recapped a hearing where I said that, well... We were talking about how the restraining orders worked, and I had an upcoming hearing for for an uncontested divorce, which was a scary thought to me because there's not what's called a marital settlement agreement in place. And as as many of you know who are listening to this who have gotten divorced, like there's a concrete marriage settlement agreement that goes into place in order to get divorced, and I don't have that. <laughs> But I'll get to that in a little while. Let me tell you a little bit about how this went down. So uh, it was about a week ago. I had taken off of work for Thursday and Friday because I was that was supposed to be um, my trial for the restraining order, but she dropped it. And the judge has said that on Thursday afternoon, we would have a hearing for the uncontested divorce. So I just stayed off of work because I had that coming up. And it was supposed to be Thursday at 3 p.m. So... I knew that we weren't going to have the, you know, any restraining order trial. So that was fine. So on Wednesday, the night before Thursday, I had stayed up pretty late. Um, I was a bit anxious, um, you know, just about court and stuff. So I'd stayed up really late. <laughs> um, I didn't sleep very well. And then it was supposed to be three o'clock the next day. And it's nine o'clock in the morning and my phone rings and I pick up my phone. Now I'm still in bed. I have the covers over my head. I have a pillow over my head and I was like, hello, Max speaking. And they go, hi, this is the court. And I was like, oh, hello. And they're like, we need you to get on Zoom right now. And I was like, oh, I thought it wasn't until three o'clock. And they're like, nope, it's now. And I was like, oh, shit. So I quick threw some water on my head, patted my hair down, put on a button up shirt and I got on Zoom. And uh, so Marie Nax and her lawyer were there and the judge. And uh, I don't know why it got moved from three o'clock to nine o'clock. Um, but right before, right before court, like a day or two before, I sent a letter to the court and I expressed, listen, it wasn't a motion, wasn't anything like that, but I just expressed that finalizing this divorce without a set in stone agreement would be not advantageous to my children. And the reason for that is because my next is habitually try to keep the children away from me so I just sent a letter to the judge and I had just said hey listen I'm just sort of leveling with you it was really in my opinion kind of a Hail Mary but I threw it out to the judge that listen I'm afraid that if we enforce this MOU the memorandum of understanding that my time with my children is going to be drawn back because the MOU you know what? Let me do this. And I, I didn't necessarily expect to do this, but I'm going to because I think you guys need to understand what's at stake. I'm going to read you guys the MOU. 
okay? And really like the stipulations um, to the MOU. Forgive me because I'm reading it now, but I obviously I, I got to be quick about names and stuff because you know what's funny? Our names are, well, my next's name is misspelled in this. My job is not the job I have anymore. This MOU, the MOU, what it is, is this is the, the um, mediation settlement from a year and a half ago that this is what the judge is operating on to divorce us, okay? So the parties have very few assets and none of them with significant value. In both parties, in, in fact, both parties are saddled with debt and their main asset, the marital home, most likely has negative equity. The home was recently appraised at, I'm not going to say, but only after certain repairs are completed. The renovations are costly and there is an existing mortgage of approximately X, okay? As noted, the parties separated in October of 2021 as a result of a TRO. The parties have entered into civil restraints and Mac was eventually awarded unsupervised time with the children for midweek dinners and for a day on the weekends. Um, the parties engaged with a um, best interest evaluator to conduct a needs evaluation and what additional professional services the family would need. That evaluator issued a proposal for parenting time and other services, as well as other protocols within the past few days. Keep reading. So you guys can understand what's going on with this, this MOU that I'm operating by. Okay. Max weekend parenting time with the children will commence this weekend, Saturday, July 30th, 2022, and will continue there from alternating weekends from Saturday morning at 10 a.m. to Sunday evening at 6 p.m. Mac represented that he has adequate sleeping accommodation accommodations for the children. Now, yes, I said July 30th, 2022. That's when this MOU was signed. And it also said that my parenting time is from Saturday morning at 10 a.m. to Sunday evening at 6 p.m. But there was a subsequent motion after this where I got Fridays starting my, my overtime visits is Fridays at 4.30 to Sundays at 6 o'clock. So the judge is enforcing this MOU, but it doesn't even have like if if I if we enforce this MOU, essentially I lose time. So that's why I sent a letter to the court. Um, also, the parties will continue to exchange the children at it says the formal, former marital home. No, we do it at the police station because she's a liar and we need cameras and everything around. Um, during Max weekend with the kids, he will ensure that they participate in their activities which she's going to hinge on, but she thinks if she doesn't ask me that I have to bring them. Um, while the children will name a... Oh, okay, okay, so this is a big kicker. While the children will name a parental coordinator in their agreement, due to financial concerns, they will delay actual retention until necessary. The parties will attempt to resolve issues through family therapy and will continue communicating through our family wizard. If either party is going... This is such a stupid thing. If either party is going to be more than five minutes late to pick up or drop off, he or she will notify the other party and or the children not left waiting. Um, and the best needs evaluator will continue working with us. The parties waive alimony. Uh, child support will be in accordance with the New Jersey guidelines and the parties will share all their expenses of the children, not otherwise included in the guidelines proportional to their expense, proportional to their incomes. Each party will change his or her bank accounts. Uh, free of clean by the other person next receives the marital home as is 
and will be solely responsible for expenses, including necessary repairs and liabilities. Next, we'll indemnify Mac and save him harmless from SAVE. Mac will sign any and all documents necessary to transfer his interest in the home to Next. The parties acknowledge that based on the appraisal report, the home has necessary repairs and outstanding mortgage has negative equity. Next, we'll refinance the mortgage and remove Mac as, as an obligor, meaning she gets the house and she needs to refinance and take me off. Um, the parties will go through, oh, this is a freaking, the parties will go through the house with, okay, there's a name on here of a retired cop. Okay. So the parties will go through the house with this retired cop whose fee will be equally shared and pick items back and forth until they have divided all their personal property located herein. Mac is in the process of preparing a list of what he would like to, to maybe avoid having to pay a third party to do the division with them. Each party will receive his or her personal belongings, including clothes. The children's furniture will remain with next as she will maintain primary residence. Each party will separately responsible for his or her council fees. Each party will equally responsible for mediation. Um, so that's it. That is what we are operating for on the memorandum of understanding. So anything that I didn't just say, like she gets the house, I'm paying child support, that sort of thing. All like, I guess you could call it finances. Not all of them are outlined there in the MOU. But that is so, I don't know. It doesn't cover all the bases. You know what I mean? Like if this was baseball, I feel like that's like maybe a single or a double. But there's like much more to go into it. Anyway, so last week, court calls me. It's 9 a.m. I get on and the judge comes on. Right? I had just woken up. I thought they, it was going to be at 3 o'clock. For some reason, they moved it up to 9. Um, I had sent the letter to the court expressing some of these things. So um, the Nexus lawyer sent a response email, which I'll be honest with you, I didn't read it because I'm just so... I'm over her, my Nexus lawyer. She is just... Whoa, my God. I mean, what a pain's words. So anyway, we get on and... Uh, the judge said, you know, I am in receipt of this letter where you express your fears about your missing out on time with your children. And she said, but here's the thing. Um, the Nexus lawyer is saying that you have not communicated with her since the last time we were in court. And what I was supposed to be doing is I was supposed to be, quote unquote, negotiating the marital settlement agreement with the Nexus lawyer. But here is the problem, okay? While it is true, so this is what the Nexus lawyer represented to the judge that I went radio silent for the last like 20 days, which I'm not gonna lie, yeah, I did, but there's a reason. So I sent that letter to the court and the judge is like, why did you not communicate with her? And the word that I used for the judge is, I said, your honor, I have been stonewalled. I was like, she has had my red line corrections to the MSA, she sent them back to me. I've had them since November. She's had my objections or, you know, my negotiations since November of 2023, if not even before that, when I was represented by a lawyer. Actually, I'm not even represented by a lawyer. And I was like, and the thing is, is that it's not really a negotiation. They just tell me no. So if I say, hey, I want, you know, expanded parenting time to have an extra dinner date with my kids, 
The next lawyer just goes, no, no, you know, or they, they, even better than that, what they say is, well, we want a global settlement. So we're not going to discuss one by one things. We want a settlement for the whole thing. So they use the kids as a bargaining chip. And the judge basically allowed them to do that. She's like, well, you need to be negotiating everything. And I'm saying, well, like, but why are, okay. So like when we say we negotiate everything, if we can't even get a small little thing, like two and a half hours for an extra dinner, we're going to go and negotiate like college and like the payments of this shit. Like, what are we talking about? I'm asking for two and a half hours for dinner and they want a global settlement. I mean, and the thing is, too, is that I'm not willing to bargain with my children. They are, but I'm not willing to bargain with my children. My children are not bargaining chips. So I'm not going to say, hey, okay, well, I will sign this MSA agreement so that I get this dinner date while you get everything else. Like, that's not how I'm going to operate. So basically, uh, I'm not going to lie, the judge kind of came down on me. And she was, you know, she said, you're not negotiating. And I said, because I've been stonewalled. That's the word I used with the judge. I have been stonewalled. And she goes, well, it's hard to say that you've been stonewalled when you haven't negotiated. And I said, I did. I said, up until 20 days ago, I did. And we were still operating with the TRO in place. I mean, it really was so weird how the, I went from the TRO getting finalized to being divorced in like the snap of an instant. You know, and I don't know. It's just really weird. So, yeah, the judge kind of came down on. And my nexus lawyer is such a bitch. She's like, well, your honor, we should just force the thing now. We should just force this divorce through because he's not negotiating. He had the time and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, I don't know. I felt so alone in the court. I know you guys can all relate on that. I felt so alone because it's like, does no one like... I feel like we only acknowledge the things that are like right in front of our nose, but it's like the TRO got dropped there. Like, I understand like why I'm being blamed for not negotiating because I did negotiate. I proved that I negotiated. I tried and they just stonewalled me and like no one was giving it any credence. And that's exactly the words that I used for the judge. I said, I feel like nobody's giving me the credence that what I'm saying of what it deserves. I don't understand. And the judge, you know, I will say this for her. So she goes, you know, my nexus lawyer was like, push the divorce through, push the divorce through. And the judge, she said something like, the phobia that I have, if I just push through this divorce, is that we are, he's going to just come back and make motions, you know, about whatever this is, because, you know, he's not satisfied with it. And so I just sat there, just kind of shrugged and, uh, so she goes, all right, Mac, here's what I'm going to do. And I was like, what? And she's like, I'm going to give you till tomorrow at three o'clock to finalize the marital settlement agreement. And I just kind of stood there. I'm like, that's not helping me because they don't want it to be settled. They don't want it to be settled. So I went and I was like, okay, so this is when it gets kind of funny, right? So she's like, I want you to go in a breakout room with next and her attorney and negotiate so i'm like oh great so i get into a breakout room and i said to next's attorney i said i gotta go to the bathroom so i put my i took my video off and i took my audio off and next is just sitting there with her lawyer and it's so funny because like 
they're talking about me as if like I don't like just because you see my name and not a picture doesn't mean I wasn't there you idiots I hear you talking about me and it was funny <laughs> because my next lawyer had to get up to go to the bathroom and uh another person came in to sit in on the call and talk to my next another one of the lawyers and next is like hey next how you do or, or the other person goes to the next she's like, hey how you doing are you missing work for this today and next is like yeah and they're like is your boss okay with that and like the next says yeah well he knows mac so he knows how mac is and i just started laughing and i was like you idiots i hear you there and i know much more about you know the next's job than she thinks i do but it was just funny and then the next was talking about something else about her finances or something. And she said something and I was on mute and I had just started walking back and I was about to come back on video and I was about to come back on audio. And the next said something stupid and I unmuted myself and I go, yeah, well, not everybody can rely on their daddy for money. And then I just put myself back on mute because I was like, dude, like, oh my God, it's so ridiculous. Like, I don't know, whatever. But, um... So yeah, I tried negotiating with Nexus lawyer and it was really going nowhere. It was really going nowhere. They don't have, the Nexus lawyer told me, I don't have to counter offer anything to you. Her words are exactly where I don't have to counter offer anything to you. And it was funny. So Nex had to go back to work. And so she had to log off and I was stuck on the call with just the Nexus lawyer who was just such a loser. And so we're talking, right? And she says something. I don't even know what, what happened. But she goes, Mac, are you recording me? And I go, what? And she goes, are you recording me? And I was just so like dumbfounded by it. I'm like, no. And she's like, you know what? I don't believe you. We can communicate through email. So I'm like, what the fuck? I'm not even recording you, right? You got to remember this story because it's going to come up later. So we hang up on the call and she says, we'll communicate through email. She sends a letter to the court that she thinks that I was recording her and is like, I wasn't recording you, crazy person. Listen, I have no, listen, I don't know why she's afraid of me recording her. Like, what do you think? Do you think like, I'm not trying to make you famous because I wouldn't dare put anybody, if like, I wouldn't suggest you to anybody. You ruin lives, not help them. So I just like, she's such a psycho for sending a letter to the court because I wasn't recording. Remember this story, okay? So I go through the MSA and man, I really chopped it up. And like the things that I asked for were not a big deal. Okay. When it comes to the MSA, I asked for extended parenting time. Um, I asked really that one of the big hangups was, so my next stole my tax money from 2021 and 2022. Um, and then, so what I asked for is 2023 and 2024 to make it even is to have my taxes. And of course they, but to claim both kids because she claimed both kids. Of course, my next lawyer wasn't having that. I asked for an extra dinner date. Oh, I also asked for, um, to prolong health insurance, uh, because now I I'm on my next's health insurance. So now I need to get my own health insurance. So I, that was kind of like a stipulation on a date on that. Um, there was another stipulation I just wrote about, like they said, no recording or audio. And I'm like, uh, no, that's like my, my right. It's my constitutional right to record and, and anything I want in public. And they were like, well, you signed a thing 
with the best needs assessment lady that you wouldn't record. I was like, well, that doesn't trump the law. So, uh, no. Um, also, like, I wanted to outline the holiday parenting schedule. They wanted me to have, like, two hours with my kids on the, on their birthdays, like, at birthday. Like, it was just all these really stupid things. Um, child support. Oh, my, my belongings. They want us to pay this retired cop, like, $500 an hour and split the cost just to get my shit that she probably threw out anyway. Um, taxes. Yeah, stuff like that. I'm just reading through my notes here. So um, the things that I asked for to be amended in the MSA, they just said no. They just said no. So I have much less to lose than they do uh, when it comes to signing the MSA. The thing is, is that, listen, really the only thing I get by signing the MSA is an extra dinner date with my kids for two and a half hours every other Thursday. Because sometimes I go a whole week without seeing my kids. Um, because I don't have them on the weekend. I have dinner days from every Tuesday, but if I don't have my weekend with them, then I go a whole week without seeing them. So that's the only thing I'm losing. Now, here's the thing. My next has already admitted to me that she won't let, you know, my kids know how to text message. She won't let my kids text message. She's done every single thing that she can to interfere with my communication with my children and the courts won't stop it. The courts won't do anything about it. So you know what my mindset is? You know what the, I guess, my outlook is? Fuck it. Let the kids realize who she is. Let the kids realize. Because, I mean, when the time comes and they get old enough, I'm not, you know, I still have my kids. I still have my uh, weekends with the kids. I still have my dinner date with the kids. When they realize the caliber of the kind of person that my next is, and they say, Mom, why did you keep us away from Dad for so long? The kids are not, despite whatever bullshit she said, the kids are scared of me and stuff, all this bullshit. It's not true. And the kids love me. And that's going to fuck her whole story up. The courts didn't help me to begin. The courts didn't do shit for me when it came to my kids. So I'll let my kids do it. I'm going to let them grow up. That's what I'm going to do. I still have my time with them. I'm going to let them grow up. And my next can't hide it. Ray next can't hide it. Her immediate family knows the kind of person she is. They know the kind of liar she is. My kids are going to recognize. And so my outlook has now become, let them live their lives while they're little. I still have my time with them. And there's going to come a day when these kids are going to recognize something's wrong with mom. Or their questions are going to come up. Why did you keep me away from dad for so long? And she'll tell whatever story she can. She'll tell whatever story she wants, but the kids are not going to not come to me and get my side of the story. And that's where the truth lies. So she can enjoy it for now. She can enjoy it. I I feel like, you know what the thing is? Uh, I've lived so long on adrenaline and cortisol that like I've gotten to a point just in the last week or two where like, I don't want to fight. You know what I mean? I need to like learn how to live my life out of the survival mode that I've been in. So I'm not going to take action here. I'm going to let the, I'm going to let fate and karma kind of take its course and it'll come back. But anyway, so going back to the story, my next lawyer and I, you know, we went back and forth with, um, 
negotiations, but we didn't really go back and forth. I went to her. She just told me no. So the next day, you know, I came back with a very reasonable request and it took my next lawyer. She called me as me and my friends all were talking about. She called me a half an hour before court to tell me no about this, no about this, no about this. And, you know, um, I said, like, I want to be able to text my kids. And like my next lawyer who doesn't have kids is like, well, you know, what if you text them and they don't respond to you? Is that part of your, you know, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes? I'm like, oh my God, you're just ridiculous. Like it, it was, it, you know, it's so ridiculous that it just, the fact that they're fighting it so hard and putting like uh, restrictions on my time communicating with my kids just shows how hard they'll fight to keep them away from me. Um, but they can't entirely. So we get back in court, right? And the judge goes, um, we're going to commence with the point of action, I think it was, something like that. That was the words. We're going to commence with the action at hand, something like that. I was like, fuck, she's not even asking if we came to a settlement. She's just going to divorce us. So my next lawyer starts reading her some stuff about um, the history of our lives and where we lived and Pleasantville and how long we were married and blah, blah. And like one of the, like she starts, uh, she starts like the word is wadeering. She starts wadeering her on, um, you know, like where we lived and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And um, ultimately just to establish the fact that we're good. And also to change her name, which love it because now my kids and I have the same name. She doesn't have the same name. And God forbid, I don't want her to have a boss. It's disgusting. She's a disgrace. Um, so anyway. They go through all that and I'm sitting there very unhappy um, in the moment because I'm like, what the fuck? One of the questions they asked her or the her own lawyer asked her is, can you live a comfortable life as you did to when you were married? And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Does nobody ask me this question? Because I can't like this is bullshit. And uh, she's like, yes, yeah, yeah. You hear a little fucking princess voice. Oh, it's disgusting. And um, whatever. So, yeah, they accepted that. And then um, she agreed to change her name. She she testified that the only reason she's changing her name is that she's getting a divorce. And I don't know, whatever. Um, don't really care about that. And then so they, the judge looked at me and he, she starts like wadeering me. And she's like, you know, what's your name? And I say my name. And she says, you know, did you live in Pleasantville? And she, no, no, no. She goes, well, where did you live uh, when you signed the uh, response for divorce. And I stopped her and I go, your honor, I don't understand the question because I was homeless. <laughs> oh, I don't know. And she was like, well, did you live in Pleasantville for six months before you got separated? Well, I was like, yeah, that's a, that's a viable question. Cause if you're going to ask me where I was when I signed my letter for divorce in my car, I was fucking homeless. It's ridiculous. They don't give a fuck about me. Um, so yeah, she went through the whole thing. And I, you know, she, oh, so then she asked Nex's lawyer and she goes, Nex's lawyer, do you have any questions for Mac? And she goes, Mac, you're under oath, correct? And she's like, you know, you swear to sell the whole truth. I said, yeah. She goes, were you recording me yesterday? And I go, what the fuck, man? No, I already told you I wasn't. She's so afraid that I will fucking make her famous. And bro, I don't give a fuck about you. You are the devil. I have no desire to put your voice or anything out there ever i would never record you because you disgust me period so i told you remember that story she asked me under oath and i said no are you crazy 
So she's like, so it's your testimony that you didn't record me. I'm like, oh my God, you're fucking nuts. I was like, no. And she's like, okay. She's like, no further questions. So just paranoia, paranoia about being on my podcast. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so the judge divorced us. And so I'm officially divorced. Um, it took a couple of days of numbness to sort of come to grips with it. I mean, it was, man, I, I saw this great picture one time of Nicole Kidman walking out after divorcing Tom Cruise. And she's got like her hands in the air, like screaming at the sky, like, thank God. And like, that's what I wanted. I've never heard of anybody being divorced on Zoom. Um, but I've heard from a lot of my friends that it's very anticlimactic and it was, it was very anticlimactic. And I also feel like there's no devices in place for my next to not keep the kids away from me. Um, but I've, I've fought it for so long and I have my time with my kids, um, that I can deal with, I can deal with it. So I don't know what's going to happen. She's going to listen to this podcast and she's probably going to hoot and holler and do whatever she does. Um, but I'm not bargaining with my kids. My kids will not be a bargaining chip. Um, so either I see my kids or I don't. That's it. Uh, you know, I reached out to her a couple days later and I said, um, and I have my dinner date with my kids on Thursday. And she wrote back, are you ready to sign the MSA and negotiate? And I was like, that's my answer. That's my answer. She will keep the kids away from me. And the kids will know that one day. The kids will know that one day. And uh, she'll have to deal with that. Not my problem. Um, so that's it guys. I'm divorced. I'm divorced. As I say it, I am smiling. Um, I'm going to move on with, life. man, this has been a long journey, right? Like fucking hell. I documented my entire divorce for two years and I'm divorced. There's no more court. Um, unless things get egregiously horrible and I do have to make a motion or something. Um, but yeah, there's no more court. I'm divorced under really flimsy circumstances um so all that said man i i signed that memorandum of understanding two years ago back in 20 in the summer of 2022 because my ex-lawyer before Brittany, my lawyers then knew i wasn't going to pay them and they wanted me to sign this mou so they can get out of the case and i could also get divorced ultimately signing that mou fucked me so hard so if there's any advice i can give to you guys always obviously read what you sign you know i read what i signed it at the time it made sense but then you know i just wanted to be out i just wanted to give up and then another tro happened and it got so messy but my advice is a always read what you sign and just don't sign anything that you don't feel comfortable with you know like these lawyers and these judges and everybody's going to try and get, you know, and of course the opposing lawyers, they're going to try and like scare you into thinking you have to do something. But if you're not comfortable with it, like, you know, on the top of this memorandum of understanding, it says this is not a binding document not to be used in court. And ultimately it was. So like, I'm all I'm saying to you guys is don't sign anything you don't feel comfortable with. I, that's my major, major regret is signing something I didn't feel comfortable with. Um, but again, it was at the fault of my own lawyers, old lawyers. So anyway, that's where I stand now. Um, and I think, you know, I've spoken many times on this podcast about legal justice and social justice. And did I get my legal justice? Yes. 
I got my legal justice because she did not take my children away from me. And that's what I've been fighting for since day one. As far as my social justice, I'm going to keep getting more. That's my plan. I'm going to keep getting more. I'm right in the middle of doing a couple episodes about families, narcissistic families. And I've had the male perspective and I've had the female perspective. So now I'm going to bring my perspective into the next episode about my nexus family. So stay tuned for that. And uh, thanks for guys for listening. And uh, yeah, it's good news. I'm officially divorced and I love you guys. Thank you for sticking with me all this time through all this. And, you know, I can never repay you. But I appreciate the hell. Anyway, until next time, everybody.